Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Gitin Lamed Aleph, Gitin 31a, pagination is 61, starting from the Mishnah, about seven lines from the top. Hameniach Peros, a person leaves fruit, produce, Leos mafrish alayam truma umaisros with the intent to use this that's been placed in this secure location as his truma and maiser, his tithe, for other fruit that is coming in from the field. And as he gets food, he's going to say the amount in that secure location another bushel or whatever it is, is now actually truma or miser on the produce that's in front of me. Maos, or he designates money in a secure location, lios mafresh alea miser sheni, so that when he has to designate miser sheni, the second tithe which goes with him to Yerushalayim to be spent there, he doesn't have to do anything with the fruit and money right over here. He has that money already in a secure location. Mafrish Aleyan, he can continue doing this process, Becheska Shein Kayamin, with the assumption that the fruit or money still exists. Im Avdu, if he checks into it and indeed it has been lost. Rabbi Loza says, you have to worry for a 24-hour period. Your worry, your concern, is a 24-hour period type of concern. But beyond that point, you wouldn't have to be concerned. The Gemara has a discussion whether it's ace le ace from now, that we can assume that it was lost within the last 24 hours, but until that time there was a chazaka that it was good, and it still existed. Or is the concept the reverse? That from the last time you checked and it was good, we give you 24 hours that it didn't change during that time period, but beyond that all bets are off and we don't know when it changed, and therefore, we have a problem from that 24-hour period and on. Rashi tells us that the significance of our concern is, if you did not yet eat that produce which you tithed based on the secure location, which turns out doesn't have any produce, Tzarech lahafrish mehem, you would have to take Truma Meiser again. The Shema Kivar Hayu Avudin, because we're concerned that the fruit you are banking on didn't exist. It was already lost by the time you did it. It is interesting that Rashi tells you the significance is if you didn't yet eat the produce, you would have to take Truma and Meiser again. 
What would happen if you did eat the produce? Is there any nafkamina? Is there any ramification of this question that's before us? And one could suggest that perhaps if you did already eat the produce, sure there's a difference. It's called tshuva. You ended up eating produce that was not yet tithed. You need to know if we consider it probable that you were in violation, or we consider it improbable that you were in violation. Because if it's probable you were in violation, you're going to want to do tshuva on it. And this opens up a discussion regarding if a person did what was endorsable to do, does he have to do tshuva if it turns out that he was wrong in what he did. It has tremendous ramifications even to the point of a very big type of case of this where a person was fed non-kosher food from what was assumed to be a reputable Jewish observant purveyor of food, the commissary. Everybody was observant. I had no way in the world to assume that they were tricking. It was under a good hashkacha. They were checking. If indeed all of that is in place, does the person still have to do tshuva because the fact emerges that he ate something he wasn't allowed to eat, wasn't supposed to eat? Or perhaps there's not tshuva on something that you did everything you were supposed to do and nothing emerges incorrect. The difference on, in one approach is the difference between shogeg and ones. If it was a shogeg, if it was a mistake, it means that you should have tried harder. And what emerges is you weren't intentional, but you should have tried harder. And then it wouldn't have happened. Ones is that it was beyond your control. You absolutely did everything that was expected of you. You're not expected, for example, to go to the farm and shech the animal yourself and watch it every second of the time. There are certain things you're allowed to trust, and that doesn't change. Interestingly, Rashi simply says, the ramification here would be that if you didn't yet eat it, you would have to tithe again, because it emerges that it has not yet been tithed. Now, the opinion of Rabbi Elazar is me'es le'es, a 24-hour period, whether we understand that leniently or stringently, but there's a concept of a 24-hour period. Interestingly, there is a similar disagreement strict or lenient interpretation of a time period regarding yayin vehichmitz, wine that went bad, that soured, became vinegar. And it was a similar shaila. It's discussed in Baba Basra Tzadivav, where he was banking on this barrel of wine assuming that it was still wine, and he was making it teruma on the other wine that he was producing. Turns out that even though initially he tasted it and it was good wine, 
Now, a period of time later, maybe a month, he tastes it, and it's vinegar. And there's a machlokas. How far back do we have to worry that it turned to vinegar? Because if it's vinegar, it's a different product, and you can't take truma for wine by use of vinegar. How far back do we have to assume this went bad? And we're told three days, but there's a strict interpretation and a lenient interpretation. The strict interpretation is that from the time you tasted it as wine, you only have three days to assume it's still wine, and from that time on it could be it was already changed to vinegar, and anything that happened after those initial three days is up for discussion that you're going to have to retithe. The more lenient interpretation is that now that you're tasting its vinegar, the last three days is when it turned to vinegar, and earlier than that, we can assume that it has a cheskes yayin, that it's still good. Again, two different approaches as to the amount of time. In our Mishnah, it was Esla Es 24 hours. In that case, it was three days. But again, a lenient and a strict interpretation. In any case, the Gemara Namad Beis on the fifth line tells us, Divrei Rabbi Elazar, these words of Rabbi Elazar from our Mishnah, Ama Rabbi Elazar, the Gemara tells us, Chalukin alav chavero al Rabbi Elazar, the Colleagues of Rabbi Lazar argued on him and did not accept his ruling of 24-hour date back. The Tanan, as we learn, that there is no date back. Mikvah shenimdad v'nimtza chaser, a mikvah that was checked into, and it turns out to be less than the requisite memsa. Kol shenasu al gabov l'mafreya Everything that was done there goes retroactively bad. And it's all tame, it's all considered invalid. There is no of what we're describing as date back where we could say it's still good for a period of time. There's nothing. From the last time you checked it and on its questionable status, and it's invalid, obviously, from the time you checked it, and earlier is going to be accepted because you knew it was good. Shulchan Aruch Simen Reish Aleph, indeed, Paskins in Hilchas Mikvaos, that the mikvah would be possible until the time when we knew it was kosher and earlier. The Rambam in Hilchas Meiser, Perek Zayin, Halacha Dalid, Paskins like this Gemara tells us that we argue on Rabbi Lazar and Paskin that if Matzan Sha'avdu, if you find that the fruit is gone, the produce is gone from that secure location, Hareza Choshesh, you have to be concerned on everything that happened since it was last checked, and you would have to redo all of that, Truma and Meiser. Interestingly, though, in Hilchas Trumos, Perekeich, Halacha Chavdalid, 
The Rambam indeed paskins that there's a concept by the wine that turned vinegar of three days, a three-day allowance. And the Kesef Mishnah asks, Yesh Litmoa, why did the Rambam say by wine that became vinegar that indeed there could be some sort of calculation and we don't simply say it's bad from the time of the last check? It is probable that when it comes to wine that went bad, there is a known physical phenomena that we could bank on in our calculations. And it was known, there was a three-day process. It went from wine to vinegar. And that's why in that case, the Rambam would accept it. But when something becomes lost, there are no rules. Whether it was 24 hours or any other calculation. Likewise, with a mikvah that turns out to be missing water and it doesn't have enough, it puts into question everything until the last time it was checked. And therefore, only by wine that turned vinegar does the Rambam say you could bring to the table a calculation of three days. If you have a calculation, so then there's, there's what to talk about. But otherwise, it goes back to the last time it was checked. And beyond that, it's considered questionable and no good. Yashikoach, thank you for joining.